And we're going to be in the book of John this morning. We're going to be in uh, John chapter 1. And we're going to be looking at verse 3 this morning. I don't think we'll get past verse 3. Because I, I just want to talk to you this morning. And I want to finish up with that song, How Great Thou Art. But I was thinking about just how great God is and... It's just, this is a verse that I like to reflect on about all the things that God has done in this earth. Uh, remember we're in the book of John and John writes this book because he writes and he uses seven uh, miracles. They're miracles, they're called miracles with a message. He uses a unique word uh, to say that these seven miracles are a miracle with a message and every one of these miracles are done, are written about, so that we might know that Jesus is God in human flesh. And so, as John uses these seven key miracles, he uses seven key people, and then he uses the seven I am statements. And if you remember last week, we started out the book, and we said in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, he was in the beginning with God. And so we use that, uh, John used that term, Word as the word logos, which the Greeks used for uh, the divine power or creature or being that created everything. And uh, they were wondering what, they, if they were going to finally get to find out what that was. And the Jews thought, well, he should have used the word wisdom. And so it was a word that would draw both groups in the, in the, uh, into the conversation and try to pique their interest. But it was also, he wanted us to know at the very beginning of time, the beginning of time, space, and matter, the beginning of everything, that God was, uh, that the Word was with God and the Word was God, that Jesus was God. And he's going to tell us that by the time we get through with the first 18 verses. And uh, it says in verse 3, all things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. And so uh, I wanted to read just a couple of verses over in Colossians chapter 1 verse 15 and 16. It says that he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created. All things whether in heaven or thrones or rulers or powers or authorities, all things were created by Him and for Him. He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. And He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from the dead, so that in everything He might have the supremacy. For it pleased God to have all His fullness dwell in Him. And so here in verse 15 he says he is the image of the invisible God. The Bible says that God is a spirit. But Jesus was God in human flesh. And he says by him all things were created that are in heaven, that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principle or powers or all things were created through him and for him. So he created everything. And you know what amazes me about this statement? I know he's probably talking partially about uh, angels, but you know, we didn't find out until the 1940s that uh, everything was made up of atoms, right? And then protons and neutrons and uh, 
quartz and all these little uh, pieces. But this right here is what they say is actually not solid. And because it feels pretty solid and if I were to hit my hand on it, it'd hurt pretty bad. And that wall, they say, is not really solid because it's made up of atoms. But you know, atoms are invisible, right? They didn't know they were there until 1940. I guess they're visible if you use a, uh, an electron microscope, but they're invisible to the naked eye. And we didn't know they existed. Yet the Bible says that he made all things, whether visible or invisible. And I'm sure he's partially talking about uh, angels, but he's also talking about, I think, the atoms and all the things that make up the visible stuff that we see here. And then uh, Hebrews chapter 1 verse uh, 2, he says, "...has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he's appointed heir of all things, to whom he also made the worlds." who being the brightness of His glory and the express image of His purpose, I mean His person, and upholding all things by the word of His power, when He by Himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. And so, as we look at John chapter 1 verse 3, you know what amazes me? Anybody ever really thought about, uh, I know y'all y'all got a couple of years behind you, between y'all and school, but does anybody remember the uh, the food chain or the hydrological cycle? You know, it amazes me that this earth works like it does. And I barely remember those things myself, but you know, if you anybody know what the food chain is? Well, the food chain is each organism is dependent upon another one, which is dependent upon another. And they say that man's at the top of the food chain, right? Because nobody really preys on man except for man. And I guess a couple of animals like bears and lions, but we're really at the top of the food chain. But it all starts out there in the ocean. You know, and let me just back up and preface that a little bit. If you think about the sun, if the sun was any closer you know, what would happen? We would burn up, right? If it was any further away, we would freeze to death. But it's sitting in the exact position so that the sun gives us just enough light. We've got four seasons. We've got winter and summer and spring and fall. And, and the earth's tilted it in such a way. You ever thought about it? The earth's rotating about a thousand miles an hour and it's going through space I think it's like 300 and something miles an hour but you ever thought about it when you jump up you don't land somewhere else or if you uh, you know that, that the earth's spinning so fast how come we don't fly off of it you know maybe that's gravity but God has put all these laws into place and, and then I think about the fact that the moon the moon is up there, and if it was any closer, the tides would cover the earth twice a day. You know, a lot of times when that when we get that, uh, what do you call spring tides, what happens? The, the tides get real, real high, right? Sometimes they run over the roads or get up pretty high. But you know what? God has positioned that moon in such a place that, that it brings the tides up and goes down. 
Now, why is that important? It's important because those little creatures that live out there in the marsh grass, those are the ones that really start the food chain and they feed the rest of the ocean. Do you know that? It all starts in the marsh grass. And then it all goes from there. You know, when the when the ant when it gets high tide, the shrimp and the crabs and all those little animals go up into the marsh grass and they have lunch. Or they have supper, or they have breakfast, whatever it is. But they go up in there and they start eating. Well, you know, I think about it and guess what? Those little animals are dependent upon that tide to go up and down twice a day, right? And uh now, who's dependent on the shrimp and the little crabs? All these other animals are dependent on those, right? And then you got the bigger fish dependent upon the smaller fish, and then the bigger ones. And then ultimately, you got what? The sharks and the whales and the killer whales and all those things. And I was thinking about those big old whales. I mean, those things weigh like a hundred tons, but you know what they live off of? They live off of these little organisms called krill that you can't even really see, and they siphon. Uh, I don't know how many of them a day through their gills, but they live off of something you just about can't even see every day. But but it amazes me how God has made it all work together that that if you remove one piece out of the food chain, what happens? It messes up everything. I guess that's why we got so many people worried today about our ecology and, and worried about the earth and all that. But But you know what? The Bible says that uh, it's all okay because you know what? The God that created it, one day when he gets through using it, he's going to destroy it. That doesn't mean that we're not to be good stewards of what God gave us. But we're not to go nuts about it because guess what? God put it in place and he sustains it. And that what we just read, he made it, he sustains it, he holds it all together. And when he gets through, the Bible says in First Peter, he's going to burn it all up and he's going to create a new heaven and a new earth. So uh, one man said, you believe in, uh, in uh, that there's going to be a, that there's a heat wave and, and that the temperature's going up. And he said, yeah, I believe one day it's going to get so hot it's going to burn up and then God's going to create another one. So yeah, uh, if you want to say that there's a problem, with the heat and it's getting hotter and hotter every year it is and uh, one day God's going to burn it all up but he's going to create us a new earth you know that but guess what anybody ever been to Niagara Falls I went once about five years ago my wife's family lives up in New York that was actually where she was born in New York but she's lived here since she was about five years old but uh, I went up there and uh, with them, and we crossed, crossed across that bridge over into Canada, and we stood on that area over there close to the falls and stood above it, and we rode that little uh, ferry around in the river and about got soaking wet, paid big bucks just to go get soaking wet, get close up to it. But, you know, you know what amazes me? is that thing runs and runs and runs. That, that water keeps coming over that fall and it never dries up. Do you know that? There's millions and millions of gallons come over that fall every second. But yet it never dries up. Why does it not dry up? It doesn't dry up because of the hydrological cycle. That's the, the rain. God causes it to rain. There's water in the ground that comes up through the earth, the springs. 
It comes out into Niagara Falls. He creates the snow. And when it melts, what does it do? It comes down off the mountains, runs down into the rivers. The rain runs down into the rivers and all that stuff. And it just keeps running off of Niagara Falls. It runs down into somewhere, runs in a river, goes down into the earth. It gets evaporated as rainwater again. And guess what? It all comes back again. And that thing keeps going and going and going. It's amazing, isn't it? But God made it all work together. And, and it's just amazing to me because, you know, there's always rain and there's, you know, it doesn't, doesn't always happen like we want it. Sometimes we have some real dry periods. But, you know, He creates all those things. And it's just amazing the detail that He's put into this earth to make it work like it's supposed to work. With the tides and the oceans and the way the animals live off each other and live together. And, uh, you know, if you look at some of these places in the ocean and some of these uh, places on the earth, the way the flowers and the hummingbirds exist and the bees and the plants exist, if it wasn't for the bees, the, the flowers wouldn't be pollinated, right? It wasn't for the hummingbirds; they wouldn't be pollinated. I was, I, I was reading about uh, some of the hummingbirds, and um, in one particular place, the the flowers are red in the summer, so that the hummingbirds can pollinate it. But yet they're white in the later part of the year. And the moths, the moths, M O T H S, the moths, not the butterflies, but the moths, the things that eat your clothes. I can't say the word very well, but the things that eat your clothes up, they fertilize them at night. They pollinate, pollinate them at night because the flowers turn white at a later time in the season. You know, you got all these little creatures that live under the sea, and and one of them lives off a hole that the other one built or a shell, and another one maybe takes a ride on an animal and lives off of him the rest of his life. There's a little bat. There, there's a bat. And there's a little particular ear mite that lives in the bat's ear. And he lives off of that bat. And as long as he gets only in one ear, that bat will live. But if, he get, if they get in both ears, guess what? That bat will die. Because he can't live with them in both ears. And they've proved that scientifically. But how does that mite know only to go in one ear? How does he know there isn't some in the other ear? You know, it's just amazing stuff that, that God has done out there in this world. And, and it amazes me that, that there's so much that we don't really think about. I mean, just think about your body. I mean, right now you say, well, Marty, mine's not working too well. But think about when you were younger. But even now it still works pretty amazingly, right? I mean, we can't even figure out how the body works. I mean, they've tried to map the human body, the genetics of it. But, you know, they cannot build a computer that will do one-tenth or one-hundredth or one-thousandth of what our mind will do. You say, well, my mind doesn't work too well. But you know what? Everything that we've ever thought or everything that we've ever seen is still in that little old brain somewhere. The problem is, is you know what? We forgot where we stored it. It's sort of like me. I, I, I'm, I like to work and I work hard. And when I work, I make a mess and I make put everything in piles, right? And as long as I know what pile it's in, I'm okay. 
You know when I have a problem? When I go file it in the filing cabinet. And then I can't remember what I filed it under so I lose it. Now that's what happens with our brains. Is when our brain files that memory. It files that smell, that event, that thing. And we can't find it. But it's still there. Somewhere in this little old brain. There's all our memories for a whole lifetime. You know, and I've seen folks that, you know, that that maybe have Alzheimer's and, you know, they can't remember what happened five minutes ago, but they can tell you what they were doing when they were three years old. They can tell you what was going on when they were five years old or ten years old. And, you know, it's amazing, but they don't remember exactly what happened five minutes ago. They just ate or whatever. But they remember stuff that happened 60, 70, 80, even 100 more years in the past. And our body, the way it heals itself, it, it heals itself, it, it uh, grows and heals. And all the things that our body does is just amazing. You know, even pain has a, has a reason for existing. I didn't know this until about a year or two ago. We think, well, why did God invent pain? Well, it's part of the curse for one thing, because Adam and Eve sinned. But, you know, I heard about a little boy, and he would get a cut on his hand, or he broke his arm one time. And you know what? Because his body didn't know where there was pain, his body didn't know where to send the leukocytes and the red blood cells and the white blood cells. And all those things that heal that broken bone or heal that little cut. And so a little tiny cut that would maybe take a few days for us to heal up would take months for him to heal up. And his broken arm or whatever would just, it it would just about wouldn't even heal up at all because his body didn't know there was a problem because it couldn't feel the pain. And guess what? It didn't know where to send the fix-it stuff, all the red blood cells, the white blood cells, and all the stuff that goes into that. But just think about our body. It replaces our fingernails. It replaces our hair, you know, and it replaces skin cells all the time. And, and it's just an amazing, amazing thing. And we can't even figure out a, a tenth of it. And, you know, people, the scientists tell us that we only use like a, a 10% of our brain. And look at some of the stuff that people do today. And, uh, you know, imagine if, if we use even 50% of our brain. You know, I was thinking about it last night. I don't know, it was kind of crazy. But I think about some of the electronic gizmos. Anybody in here, y'all probably, as being older folks, y'all probably don't care too much for electronic gizmos, do you? They probably, you don't like them. But I'm kind of a gadget kind of person, you know what I mean? And I like to see all the new stuff. And I was looking at, I don't know, I was watching, we've been thinking about getting some cable TV, you know, through like one of those dish networks or something else because Comcast is so expensive. But... You know, I was looking at getting something else, and they've got these little DVRs. It's a digital video recorder, and it can record on two off of two TVs and record two different stations or three different programs all at the same time. And it blows my mind how people think up some of the stuff that we have. 
You know, I mean, even a little piano. How does that work? You know, but then we start thinking about the electronics, all these gizmos we got around here, that little Wii game, you know, they pretend to bowl and the thing goes right where you tell it to go, you know. And uh, just all the electronic gizmos that we have and all the things that people create. But just imagine if we were used 20% of our brain or 50% of our brain. But you know, the body's an amazing thing and this world's an amazing thing and the way it all works together, it just really blows my mind. And you know, if we really thought about it, we would just be amazed at some of the stuff. But you know what? We take it for granted that if we jump up, we're going to come back down in the same place, right? We take it for granted that gravity's there. We take it for granted that there's certain laws in place. But yet, we forget sometimes that the God who created everything, He is the one that created it all. That was what the Bible says, that Jesus spoke it all into being. He created it all. And He created it all for us to enjoy. Isn't that amazing? We just sang that song, Count Your Blessings. Name them one by one. And I like to change that song. I always like to say, Count Your Many Blessings. There's about a million and one. You know, because that isn't really the words, but, but if we begin to think about it, then a million and one wouldn't even begin to count the number of blessings that we have. But we just think about all the things that is so advanced. I mean, we, we don't even think about these cell phones or these, you know, telephones that we use each and every day. And millions and millions of phone things just go down a little old piece of wire. And on the other end, somebody hears us talking. Get on the computer and people send, type something up and they send it and it shows up thousands of miles away and somebody's reading it. Put it on the internet, you know, and just all the things that we've created. And some of the stuff we've created is good and some of it's bad. I understand that. But if you just thought about how amazing the stuff is... And you know what? There's nothing that anybody created that God didn't allow us to create. And if He gave us minds to create some of the stuff we've created, just think about how amazing God is. I mean, He spoke and the worlds were created. He spoke and it was day and He created the animals. He spoke and there was man. He spoke and there was the animals. He spoke and it was day. He spoke it was night. He spoke and in one of the places in Genesis and it says kind of as an afterthought, kind of like He did this and He did that and He did all these things. Oh, and He created the world, the stars and the, and the moon also. Like, oh, big deal. But the stars and the moons, we can't even see the end of them. They say it's continually expanding and we can't even find the end of where all these universes are at. They're like millions and millions of light years away. We'll never be able to see the end of it. But God created it all just in a second. He spoke it into being. You know, y'all hear about the Big Bang Theory, you know? Y'all ever heard of that? That that little old dot about the size of a period on your page blew up a material and everything was created out of that. Well, one man said he believed in the Big Bang Theory. God spoke and bang, it happened. 
That's what I believe. It says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You know, and and that's one of the things we're in danger of losing today with all this evolution stuff and with all this eco stuff and all the things, you know, talk about all this global warming and all these things. People are trying to take God out of the picture. But, you know, we need to remember God's still on the throne. He's still up there in heaven. He hasn't moved. It doesn't look like everything's going like He wants it to go. But you know what? If we... It's like the little boy that he went to the, you know, he was in the middle of the book and his mama was calling him and, and the hero was in trouble and she's like, oh goodness, what am I going to do? Mama's calling me and the t- hero's in trouble. And he said, well, let me look to the last page of the book. And he read the last page of the book and he saw that the villain got beat and the hero won. And you know what? If we go through and read in the book of Revelation, we can see that it looks like maybe everything's going crazy right now. But guess what? In the end, God wins. You know, and if we're Christians, we know that God wins. And we know that it's going to be okay. He created it all. He sustains it all. And uh, even though we as humans don't always do what He wants us to do, you know what the greatest miracle is? Is that He takes every single decision that we make every single day and he's working it all together. And one day when it all comes down to it, you know what? It's all going to turn out just like he said it was going to turn out. That's the greatest miracle God ever, will ever do. Because every day, millions and billions of people take, make decisions. And guess what? The Bible says God works all things together for good to them that love Him and are called according to His purposes. And it's amazing to me that if we thought about it and we realize that God's still on the throne, He said He'd never leave us, never forsake us. And so, let's pray today and we'll be through. Father, we just uh, thank You today that You're an amazing God. You're a wonderful God. You've created everything. And you sustain it all. You hold it all together. You just didn't turn it loose and, and uh, just give us, give us a world that we had to try to maintain. Yeah, we have responsibility, but Lord, you, you made it, you sustain it, you hold it all together, as it says in the book of Colossians, that it consists because of you. So, Father, I pray that you would help each and every one of us just to wonder, just to not wonder, but just to wonder and amazement at how gracious and wonderful you are and be amazed at how wonderful this earth and everything else in it is. And Lord, that we would give you all the praise and the glory for everything that's done. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we're going to sing number one, How Great Thou Art, and we will be through. Number one, How Great Thou Art.